In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 168th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off their best game, a 40-20 victory over the Carolina Panthers at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium where Roddy White went into the ring of honor. Matt Ryan went over 50,000 yards and uh, also had a historic play a 93-yard touchdown pass to Alamade Sakias. Longest touchdown pass in Matt Ryan's uh, uh, career. Longest first catch by any player in NFL history. And the third longest touchdown pass in team history. But the Falcons are getting ready to go to San Francisco to face Kyle Shanahan and his San Francisco 49ers who are 11-2 and and making big noise as the number one seed in the NFC with two games to play. So we're going to title this episode, Shanahan Has the 49ers on Fire. So we listened to his Monday presser, and we have a few clips from him, uh, from his Monday presser. But we've got Steve Hummer out in Santa Clara and in the Bay Area this week doing a couple stories. Uh, I look forward to one on Shanahan and another one on Darren Waller, the tight end from Georgia Tech who's overcome uh, drug addiction to make his way in the NFL. I know I tweeted that out during uh, HBO Hard Knocks, and the tech people got all upset about it. But it's an uplifting story. And look forward to reading that one from Steve Hummer. Let's look at the series record here. As you know, the Falcons and the 49ers were division partners for a long time until the NFC South was formed. Therefore, the 49ers have a big lead in this series. It's 46 to 30 and 1. In the regular season series, this will be the 78th regular season meeting. Been two meetings in the playoffs. I covered both of them. The uh, one in 1999, I saw Garrison Hurst get hurt that game at the uh, Georgia Dome. Big Chuck Smith and the boys were on their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll go to Minnesota the next week to, to win that game. I I had to go cover the AFC uh, Jets and Denver game that um that year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And then, of course, that was a 28 to win on January the 9th, 1990, as the Falcons were on their way to the Super Bowl. And then uh, in 1999, the Falcons were denied a Super Bowl trip when Colin Kaepernick led the 40, 49ers to a 28 to 24 victory on January the 20th. 2013 in the NFC title game at the Georgia Dome. So that's the history of the teams. Let's hear from Coach Shanahan. There's a bunch of ties to the Falcons, none bigger than Bobby Turner, the running backs coach, but also um, a Western Richburg, their center, Injured his knee and is out. And Ben Garland, a Falcon cast-off, came in and played at center. He's been repping at center all offseason. 
And so he's there. Also, Mike Pearson, another Falcons uh, uh, cast off from 2015. He was actually the center here. Uh, he's their right guard. And then Daniel Brunsko's on the team out there, too. Some linemen that uh, the Falcons spent time developing and working on and uh, or, or on the number one team in the NFC while the Falcons' uh, rebuilt line is still finding finding its way. Here's uh, Shanahan. On being Garland, let's get that teed up for you here. And that, and, and in past, I mean, that was one of his best plays in the game, definitely. And he did a hell of a job when he came in. Um, uh, replacing Richburg is a huge job. Uh, he's played very well for us this year, and um, Ben came in, and uh, we were able to um, not miss a beat. You know, he, he stepped it up, knew the game plan well, um, blocked those guys, even when they were the head up nose when he was uncovered. He got through to the second level, um, made a number of plays in that game that helped us. Uh, I thought Richard played very well. I mean, he played like the guy that we hoped for when he got here. Uh, and I think he did that last year in, in some games, but not consistently throughout the year. And um, his injury had a lot to do with that. I know it was a hard offseason for him. You know, he didn't get cleared until the Tampa Bay game. Um, so I know there's a lot of anxiety with him going through that and whether to do it or not. And I think it really paid off because um, it helped him a ton this year. He was able to stay healthy throughout. There was Kyle Shanahan on Ben Garland and discussing his center position with Westberg. Also, the 49ers are not going to be taking it easy on anybody because they're in the hunt for the number one seed. They are 11-2, and and there are some teams chasing them. Seattle, uh, Green Bay uh, at 10-3. I don't have the list in front of me, but I think it's three other. It's another team in the mix there, too. Uh, The Saints. There we go, the Saints. Well, here's Shanahan talking about their tough schedule here. They played the Saints, the Ravens, and Green Bay in the last three games, went two and one. Their only other loss was to Seattle, 27 to 24. Here's Shanahan talking about their tough schedule. I think the more you can be in pressure situations like that, I mean, the better for your team, um, regardless of what happens. Not many people get to experience uh, that type of pressure and all that stuff that's on the line. And um, you, you always experience that in the playoffs. And if you're ever fortunate enough to get to the Super Bowl, it's all the same stuff. Just everything is on the line, um, and you need to perform in it. And the more you can do that and push yourself through it, the better. I mean, it's not when you go to those games, it's not about like trying to get guys up for the game and trying to get them. Everyone wants to do so well uh, that sometimes you don't play that freely, and you realize that you just got to cut loose and go and those two environments we were in and what our guys did um i thought it was great for them you know it started out where seattle that type of game i thought was similar uh, went into the green bay game like that too and um these last two have been even even more and i expect it to keep getting bigger and bigger as this goes i think you talked about it last week but you know emmanuel debo and kendrick Tavis stood out and you credited them for that you know what how much is it you know, enabled you freedom or just comfortability to have three guys that stood out after basically the whole preseason you were calling for somebody to stand out? Uh, it's been nice. You know, I, mean, I think those guys have gotten better each week. Um, and I think the better they've gotten, the better the whole offense has gotten too. Um, you know, Manuel obviously had a late start, and Debo being a rookie, and I'm um, throwing him at a number of different spots that we have in the past. And um, I think those guys have gone through some ups and downs throughout the year, but they've fought through it all and they've gotten better. And um, the way that they've competed and the run game and the pass game, and um, that's why we've kept them out there a lot more. After watching the film, what do you make of your defensive lapses? Um, I mean, I think, uh, one, we, we didn't play our best game. Uh, I think that was obvious. But um, And, two, we went against a very good quarterback with some very good weapons with a very good coach. And I think they got us in the number of 
things. You know, I think you got to play clean football versus them. You got to make sure you don't have many mistakes. And I thought we had a little bit more. We had a lot more than usual, uh, especially in that first half. Um, and then I think getting some of those open plays and giving some freebies. And then add to, we missed a few tackles. I think more than we have um, this year. Um, I think it took us a while to settle down. Uh, I thought we did in the third quarter. You know, I thought they. I think they had four drives in the third quarter, and you know the, the first drive was great because we turned it over on offense and they held them to three plays and they kicked a field goal. So I thought that was a good job by them. I think the next one they held them um, uh, on downs. I think they returned it to like the fifty, and uh, we held them on fourth down and got it out. I think they got a field goal on the third one, and on the fourth one I think they went three and out. So I thought we settled down in the third quarter. You know, in the fourth quarter we had they had two drives, and um, you know I think they stayed on the field once after a penalty um, after Solly's sack which kept the drive going and then I thought we possibly dropped or I thought we could add two picks on that last one that kind of kept it going so um, when you have a lot of those things I thought we did recover some pretty well in the third um, but going against those guys Drew on it um, going against someone like Sean and we don't tackle our best we don't totally play our best um, then that stuff happens early in the game there's Kyle Shanahan talking about the toughness of their schedule we're going to uh, hit a couple more things on the 49ers, and we got a little bit more from Coach Kyle. The running game has been the key to this offense. Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback, but, you know, he's a, he's a game manager plus, not, uh, you know, Brady or, or Lamar that's going to win the game. But uh, he's going to make some throws, and uh, he's going to find George Kittle, the big tight end, who has 60 catches and leads the team uh, with 60 catches for 754 yards and uh, four touchdowns. Their running game has been dynamic. It's been three different guys at different times. Uh, Raheem Mostert is uh, the guy right now is getting most of the carries. Matt Breida came back after uh, missing three games. Uh, he's uh, and uh, of course we all know Tevin Coleman's out there too. He has the most touchdowns of the group. They've got eleven touchdowns and then almost fifteen hundred yards. So Mostert has uh, six hundred eight yards. Breida, former Georgia Southern kid out of Florida, five ninety six and one touchdown. And Tevin Coleman, 460 for six. Coleman's also caught the ball out of the backfield, 20 catches for 171 and one touchdown. But, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the offense there. That's uh, Kittle to the Garoppolo. Garoppolo to Kittle is the passing game. They did get Emmanuel Sanders here lately. They do have Debo Samuels, but you know their stats are pointing to the tight end, and the run game has been dynamic. No surprise there with Bobby Turner coaching the running backs. Here's some more Shanahan. During the game, and after we unwind a little bit more, and I think those guys were exhausted and um, went through a, a battle physically. And you know, you always get a chance to go into the back of the plane and talk to those guys. And I think a lot of them were a lot of them were sleeping by the time I went back there. Some playing cards and stuff, but uh, we got a pretty good group. Um, they're low key; they don't get too up and down. And um, we got some pros who they know this stuff's bigger than just one week, and they're doing everything they can to take care of their bodies. And uh, I know we enjoyed that game, uh, but I know, and it was nice to get them today. Yeah, they're going to be fired up thinking about Atlanta. Got to get that number one seed. They're trying to do it. Uh, later on in the week, I'm going to look at the, well, actually, tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to look at the formula that the Falcons need to follow to slay the Giant, to take down the number one seed. They've already beaten a 10-3 and three team, the Saints, so it's definitely doable. 
We'll come up with that for you and uh, talk to around locker room, see what they say on how they can do this and what needs to happen. Last clip from Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. It'd be nice if you were sitting here at a record and you clenched and you could think about whatever you wanted to think about to work at. And, um, you know, that's not there. So it's just we're going at it and you got to go. I mean, last time I was on a team that went to the playoffs, I think we were 11-5 and and we were the two seed. Um, But we had to win our last six games of the year in a row to get to that. And it was 11-5, and but it was still the same thing. We still had to win six in a row. We didn't know until the last week whether we were going to be the five seed, the two seed, and it all just happens. We're the two seed at 11-5. and Who knows what will happen this year? Who knows what will happen over these next three weeks? Uh, Right now we're 11-2. which I feel happy about, but like I keep saying, it doesn't mean anything. It's a good record, but it's only a good record if it's better than other people's, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jimmy, on third down, he made that scramble and used his legs to get a big first down and extend the drive. That was huge. I mean, Jimmy... There you go, Shanahan referencing the Atlanta run of 2016. The team had to come down to stretch strong. They did it. Got 11-5, got the uh, number two seed, uh, caught a break when Green Bay came in here uh, and uh, won the NFC Championship game at home on their way to Super Bowl 51. The really big thing about the 49ers this year, and nobody, uh, you all been paying attention, you know that this defense has been carrying this team. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's the story in the AFC, carrying the Ravens, and in the uh, NFC has been this defense that allowed the, the 49ers to get off to a 8-0 start this season. And just looking at a couple of the guys here and um, – uh, some of the numbers uh, are pretty uh, dazzling. Of course, their uh, passing, their uh, their their um, their sacks are high. They've got uh, Eric Armstead with ten, Nick Bosa with eight, DeForest Buckner with six point five. Got look at the tape, but they listed Bosa as the left defensive end uh, in the program for last week's game against the Saints, and Armstead as the right. That would put Bosa on Caleb McGarry and uh, Armstead on Jake Matthews. They also got DeForest Buckner uh, coming up the middle from tackle with 6.5 sacks. So uh, the Falcons released their depth chart, and uh, I think they uh, moved Wes Weitzer over to left guard as the starter now. Has James Carpenter behind him and Jamin Brown behind uh, Chris Lindstrom, who played uh, 36 snaps in. Our film review, we looked at some of his play. Matt Gano did a good job of climbing to the second level, too. So maybe they have something there finally at guard. Uh, but, yeah, the Armstead, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, the middle linebackers, the uh, top tackler. Uh, he's uh, he's doing great. Richard Servant's going to be out, and D Ford's going to be out. So they'll catch a break in those. D Ford's got 6.5 sacks, too. So this defense has put up some uh, pretty impressive numbers this season. Uh, They're first in pass defense with 150.8 yards uh, a game given up. Uh, Also, they are uh, second in total yards at 267.4. the Russians a little out of line. It's the only thing that's not in the top half of the league. It's at 116.6 a game. 
which is 22nd. The points are third in the league at uh, 17.6. And then the uh, sacks, 45. 45 sacks, they're third in the league in sacks. Falcons just did pretty good against the top sack team in the league in Carolina. Uh, the king, and um, I don't want to tip off the story too much, but the run game is going to be very, very important. Uh, on first down to, um, you know, make sure you get a good down and distance for second. You got to keep these guys out of rush situations uh, and a quick game. Now, I don't want to give away all the story, but uh, it's it's a way to beat them. And uh, they're going to go toe-to-toe. They went toe-to-toe with the Ravens. They went toe-to-toe with the Saints and prevailed. Uh, went toe-to-toe with Green Bay. Had a slug fest with Seattle, so I don't think Shanahan's team's gonna look at the Falcons and uh, and, and have a letdown. So, so this should be a good game on Sunday, four twenty-five Eastern. Falcons coming off a big win, the biggest win of the season, four and nine, heading out to Santa Clara to play the San Francisco 49ers and their former offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan. With that, we're going to say farewell from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and have a great rest of the week. Looking forward, for some reason, I'm thinking this might be a pretty good game on Sunday. Looking forward to this one. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal Constitution presents Hip Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip hop. 50 years. No one can deny one film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip hop.